0: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: Hello, everyone. And after a couple of weeks break to deal with the madness that is State of Origin, I'm back. And Gilly, as always, is here with me. Gilly, what a dramatic time for Queensland, for yourself, at the Titans. It's been a hell of a couple of weeks.
2: Yeah, no, you're right there, mate. Uh, never a dull moment in rugby league, is there? So, uh, which is you know, obviously uh, disappointing from the Titans' perspective that Garth Brennan had to move on. Um, that it, I, I suppose it's, as everyone said, it's a results-driven business, uh, which is that's why it is. Uh, sometimes it's a bit hard to take. Sometimes and, and people. People just see where you're situated on the ladder. They don't care about the ins and outs of different players and stuff like that. But anyway, that's, that's the way it is. Obviously, uh, the third origin as well, mate, a uh, great game uh, as well. So, uh, yeah, it's been a busy couple of weeks. So, mate,
1: you did a day a week down at the Tons for most of this year and, and Webby has been putting a lot of crap onto you but <laughs> about that. But, you know, you only were doing a day a week, but... Talk to us about Garth. You got to know him a bit this year. A lot has been written about his coaching. Ultimately, as you said, results speak for themselves. It is what it is with the results. But what did you make of him as a coach?
2: Yeah, no, um, as I said, yeah, down just one day a week and it's it's hard to get a real gauge on what's going on. But, um, mate, I found him very uh, personable, uh, easy to talk to. Um, And and from my perspective, mate, uh, we're both on the same page. Uh, defensively as well and um, you know it's and I think it's probably be um, everyone in hindsight's a lovely situation to be in but maybe they needed a couple more experienced coaches around him as well to um, to help him out you know rather than just throwing in the deep end a bit, bit as well there but anyway that's that's uh nor here, nor, nor there now. But, I mean, everyone needs to learn from, you know, what goes on. And, and uh, obviously, uh, yeah, i built up with a pretty good relationship with Garth and might never never socialise that much or whatever. But uh, I found him a, a really uh, personable bloke and, and easy to get on uh, get on with.
1: And you've spoken to him. How's he taking all this?
2: Yeah, no, he's, I think he said he was going overseas. So he's, he's gone overseas for a little while. Yeah, great idea. And uh, why not? And... Uh, uh, take a bit of pressure off and um, go out with uh, go overseas with his wife for a couple of weeks, and uh, she's going to come back and wants to catch up. And yeah, I, I mean, it's not nice when when uh, rookie coaches come into those uh, situations and things don't work out for them. And hopefully, maybe picks up something else uh, down the track.
1: And that's the thing, eh? I like, Garth has been building up to this for his entire life. This was his dream yeah. job. And it really hasn't worked out. Look, I I don't know... Him well enough, and I don't know his coaching methods well enough to judge. Yeah. What I can judge is the recruitment, and I'm, again, I'm not certain how much of a role he played in it. But ultimately, when you're the coach, you're responsible. I think least recently that was taken off of him recruitment. But I know at the start he made some really poor recruitment decisions. So beyond all the coaching, I think I think ultimately that's what what did him in is spending money in the wrong areas. But yeah, that, that's something that you're right. He needed some more NRL experience around him to, to people who know how to manage rosters who know how to manage salary cap when you're when you're the assistant coach you don't manage the cap you've got no idea how that works so i
2: I think ultimately that that would that's what did him in well see see people don't understand too mate sometimes when you know you need a a player in a certain area uh, there might be only two or three available and there's three or four clubs going for that you know those you know one or two people um, so the salary cap blows out of proportion then you know i mean so Mm. it's it's it's. Because you got to get someone one hundred percent right, yeah, yeah. And and sometimes, mate, you might want to spend the money you've spent, but you've had to. You've had to spend more money than uh, you really uh, thought about in, uh, in the start. And some of the um, and the players are in a great position, then aren't they? You know, when things like that happen, when they get a bit of a uh, Dutch auction happening about uh, players, you know, all of a sudden they go up and they get another, you know, 50, 100, 200 grand more than they should. You know, and good luck to them. I don't begrudge him for that. Oh,
1: absolutely, yeah. But, I I mean, I know for a fact that there was many officials at the Titans. This is in the era when Neil Henry was sort of on his last legs, and and there there were many officials at the Titans who said, Whatever you do, do not sign Ash Taylor to that million-dollar contract because not yeah. only will he not be able to live up to it, the money itself will do irreparable damage to his mentality. And I think we've seen some, at least a little bit of that come true. Um, it, it's hard when you give a young player that much money. And I know there are a lot of warning signs and peeping t- people no. telling the Titans, do not do it because he won't take it the right way.
2: It's such a tricky yeah, yeah. yeah, no, you're right. I mean... What about Ben Simmons? How much money is he? Yeah, <laughs> it, that uh, that falls in, in significance uh, to what the you know the Titans blokes, uh you know, Ash Taylor's getting and, and whatever like he, and the millions that he's he's twenty two years of age, you know, and hopefully he's he's got the right people uh, around him, Ben Simmons. And we see I mean, that
1: in, in you see it in the NBA, there's many horror stories of players losing oh. everything, losing hundreds of millions of dollars in the space of a decade. Yeah,
2: yeah. and and you know, obviously. Uh, you know, rugby leagues are—it's—it's uh, a, it's a different type of game, and obviously basketballs a you know a very skillful game. And um, you, know, you're, you're obviously, you know, you obviously—you know—you got to be over six foot to get a start, even a look in. And uh, but, you know, rugby leagues, a, mate, it's a confrontational game. It's mate, your body's your, your body can only last so long in, in mm. this game. Uh, you know, and if you get a couple, couple of bad injuries, um, you know, confidence knocks them around, and some blokes don't uh back from injuries really well um so and i was pretty fortunate in my career you know i didn't have a real lot of bad injuries so um i thank me lucky stars you know but um yeah it's it's you know you only got i think they say you've there's five six years a window there for for most of the players you know what i mean so mate it's not a real lot of money when you think about it when when blokes are um you know five six years at them prime so uh Good luck to them. I don't begrudge anyone for any money they get. I just hope they put it away in the right way.
1: Oh, absolutely. Now, if you suddenly came into a pile of money, maybe Ben Simmons gave you a loan and you bought the (laughs) Titans and you were chairman, CEO and owner, which coach would you appoint for next season?
2: Ah, good question. Um, I'd have to actually seriously sit down and and talk to the the people involved um, to... I mean, that wanted to coach the club and, and see they're, if they're there for the right reasons, Chris, you know, as well, not just chasing the money, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and, and, uh, and that's, that's – no I, I don't begrudge anyone, as I said, if they, they're chasing a few extra bucks, good luck to them. And, but you've seen it with – and nothing against them, Paul Green and even Craig Bellamy, you know, uh, there that, that was a bit of a Dutch auction there about the Broncos, wasn't there, a little while oh, ago? So, and, they, and they got pumped up obviously, mm. so that's good management uh, work by their managers as well. So, I mean, that was, that was great work there. So, I mean, but, yeah, I don't know. Um, you think Cameron Smith would captain coach next year? So
1: Maybe. That would uh, be a great option. Yeah,
2: yeah. well. You know yeah, him. You, you might you, be able to convince him. Well, yeah, you couldn't do that now. Uh, it would be too hard. Uh, um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I do think. Mel and obviously Dennis Watt, they sit down with the right people and the board, and um, and the big thing is, and I do know from uh, good experience working with Mel, under Mel, that all, all the time he says to me, so how important it is to have your, have your staff right. Mm. He's, and and Pe- it's just not the head coach. He said it's the people underneath, you know, strength and conditioning people, everyone involved, and that's what he does in the Queensland and Australian. Uh, setups he set up his uh, set up, obviously, and it's worked. Um, so that he's really, really big on that uh, and making sure that everyone plays their role, obviously knows their job, but knows how to work in. And, and he's, he's told me this you can have as many letters beside your name, um, you know, as a strength and condition person or whatever, but if you can't get your point across to, uh, to young players and people and, and, and treat them like men, um, mate, there's no point being there. Absolutely. You, you know what I mean? You, you know, so it's it's you got to have the people skills as well, you know, and and, and I, I kind of um, think about this in different areas and, and in life in general. There's people in the world who will come in there, they'll get in the, in front of a boardroom situation and make can talk the talk, can get up there and just go, holy, and everyone just goes, holy hell, this bloke knows what he's doing. But they can't handle a dressing room situation with men, you know, they're with their – their tails between their legs a little bit. Their, their confidence is down. They don't they don't know how to handle those situations. And they can, and the board will stand up and go, "Oh, how good's this bloke? He's a genius." But he mightn't be able to handle, as I said, that dressing room situation. And you need runs on the board, and that's what Mel's got. Now I know Mel doesn't want to coach. That's fine, no drama. But when he walks into a room, and especially in a dressing room, when he's coaching for Queensland in Australia, when he used to coach for Queensland. He's got that aura, he's got that experience right behind him straight away and he's got the respect of the players. And that's what you've got to have. Not 99% of this uh, coaching is about having respect from the players. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you, that's that's true from from my experience. Um, they've got to have that little bit of aura about them uh, and respect from the players. And you can go out there with the best drills ever you know, produced in the world and whatever. Um, you know, and Wayne Bennett, mate, he never he kept it simple. Uh, people think you have got to come up with these fantastic set plays and what, you know and stuff like that. What a load of crap! It's it's about perseverance. Um, it's a tough game, you know. What I mean, so that's why the best, the skillful players in the game, sometimes the best, you know, the best talented players, I should say, uh, and the pl- can't handle it because it's it's on every week. You know what I mean? So they're the gritty blokes, you need those blokes in your team that are prepared to get down and get dirty every week. They're the blokes you want to play with and the blokes you want on your team. So, But getting back to the coaching side of things, I think um, I, I don't know who's put in for it. Uh, wouldn't have a clue. I'm going down there tomorrow, so I might have a bit of a yarn to a tomorrow and uh, see what happens there. But, yeah, I, I'm... I got no idea, mate, but um, and I'm sure that they're going to leave no stone unturned to to tr- try and get the right person. See yeah, what well, they
1: have, the process has to be better than last time when, you know, basically they did the interviews with uh, Jason Demetrio, the Walker brothers, and, and a couple of others. I think Craig Hodges went for it as well, and then a yeah. guy who didn't even go through the interview process and Garth Brennan was chosen because Matt Matt Johns and Gus Gould said he was the one to uh, Rebecca Frizzell. So. That sort of scenario can't happen again. It has to be a thorough process. For me, I I think that ideally, and I don't have any necessary mail on this, except I know the Times power brokers like him, is is Paul Green. I, I think he'd be perfect. He is contracted with the Cowboys, but let's be honest, it's not really working out there. It didn't last year. It's not this year. Maybe he's run his race out there. Maybe the Cowboys are happy to let him go early because we all know he's He's a hard taskmaster. He would whip them into shape. He would put people offside. He'd get rid of people he didn't want there, and he wouldn't give a flying you-know-what. And I yeah. think he'd be good for them over the next two or three years. Um, how the money works out is the issue because yeah, you have to take yeah, less. Um, yeah. I, th- I think I think if you can't get Craig Bellamy, I think you've got to go for Paul Green and do what it takes. Spend the money. Like, Darrell Kelly and Rebecca Frizzell have the money. I know they've already spent a lot, but just spend the money on getting that coach right.
2: Yeah, it's, I, I it's a tough one. Um, as I said before, like, you know, the managers and all that type of thing, they, they used them as a uh, bargaining tool, didn't they, um, mm. last time against the Broncos. So this could be another bargaining tool. But who knows? But um, but if they're they – spe- obviously, their managers, uh, you know, it's make kind of makes me laugh sometimes when you say, oh, and, and even in Kevy's situation, they might come out and say, oh, no, no, I'm, you know, I'm not talking to anyone. But it's not to say their manager's not talking to someone. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And look, I know what Kevi's doing.
1: Kevy doesn't want a bar of another interview process. Why would he? He's been burnt so many – he's gone for so many, been burnt so many times. What he's doing is he's saying, I don't even want to – I don't want any part of this speculation. I'm just going to kill it. But I guarantee you, if the Titans went to him tomorrow and said, you're our man, do you want it, he would sit there and really consider it. I still think he is open to coaching the Titans next year.
2: Yeah, I'm not real sure, mate. I haven't spoke to him, but yeah, it's, it's yeah, it, it's obviously. I oh, I personally think, mate, it won't be in the next month or six weeks, mate. It'll be a couple of months, three months before they they come to a decision. I think. Um, so, oh, yeah, it won't be anytime soon, um, and 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 rightfully so. They need to take their time and make sure they get the right person. So, uh, yeah, not and not on the hearsay of someone said this and someone said that you've got to get the right coach
0: and Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: Well, we'll move on to uh, the Broncos, who tomorrow night, well, on Thursday night, uh, they play the Bulldogs. Um, Basically, the scenario for Brisbane is this, win six of their last eight, they make the finals. So they ha- they have a couple of hard games in South Sydney and Storm thrown in there. Yeah. Plus some easy ones too with the Titans. They play the Bulldogs twice, mm. um, the Cowboys. So there- there's some winnable games. If they, It's the same scenario as last week and the week before. If they lose this game, their season's over because then they'd ha- have to win six from seven. So I-, I think they can get it done. I think the Bulldogs have improved. I remember at the start of the season you said they would. Uh, you've always yeah. had a rap on on Dean Pay in this side, and he is getting the best out of what is a pretty average list on paper, but Dean Pay's doing well and yet again, the speculation is that Justin Holbrook in the Super League is about to be announced as his replacement so it's a tough gig
2: oh yeah yeah as i said i'm 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 kind of uh keen to see um, how they back up uh the Broncos after last week as well I mean they put a lot into that game, and obviously the the Warriors that you know having that first draw uh, for a fair while now was it how, 2016 or something? It was the last yeah, time. Yeah, was
1: well, I mean, it was 90 minutes, and then the Broncos have a five-day turnaround. So,
2: Oh, yeah, I mean, you can't you can't winch too much about that. I mean, well, um, they
1: do get every other advantage, don't they? So. Exactly
2: right, exactly. And they are at home, so, um, But, mate. Oh, yeah, the Dogs at a, in a tough game last week. You know, see. Uh, you know, obviously against the uh you know the knights and um they did uh pretty good there as well so so they had a good win so i mean i think the the bulldogs mate they're they're improvers they're young blokes, but the thing is about the young blokes mate they're they're going to be up for a couple of weeks and then they're down for a couple of weeks same Mm -hmm. with the same with the broncos you know what i mean so i'm interested to see how they go um uh, tomorrow night. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, th- I think the bron- uh, Broncos will get home, but I don't think there'll be much in the game at
1: all. I, I, I sort of go, at this time of the year, I start to go with who has more to play for, you know, when it's close like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Broncos have it all to play for, so uh, yeah. I think they'll, they'll get it done. There's a bit of, bit of mystery and intrigue about where uh, Alex Glenn will play. He trained in the centres yesterday. Yeah. Um, however, he's been named in the back row with Herbie Farnworth, named in the centre. Yep. Seabold wouldn't say either way, but I think they'll probably go with Arx Glenn at centre. He's on Will Wade, so it's a critical position.
2: Oh, exactly right, mate, centres. Yeah, yeah, I think it's... And Wade's playing uh, good football at the moment. He's, he's, he's found a new lease of life, so uh, good on him. So, yeah, yeah, interesting to see what happens there.
1: Uh, the other game on Friday, the early game, is the Warriors versus the Sharks. Two teams very inconsistent. The Sharks have been really disappointing yeah. after looking like they'd be in the top four. They've fallen away. Uh, who do you see winning this one?
2: Yeah, tough game this. Yeah, uh, I think, I don't know. Um, as I said before, the Warriors, I, I think they've, they have they might have ex- expended a lot, lot of energy in that game last, uh, last week against the Broncos. So, I don't know. I think the Sharks will be... Smarting, mate, after that loss last week And uh, um, Yeah, John Morris give, give them an awful spray too I think it's probably their first spray they've copped them, Apparently, so um, Yeah, I, I think the Sharks Might knock the worries off there
1: Yeah, you'd think that would happen uh, We'll just whip through these last ones quickly yep. Panthers-Dragons uh,
2: Tossed up on this one, mate Very, very hard this game Uh of the Dragons last week So, uh, yeah I'm going to go to the Panthers at home.
1: Yeah, same. Roosters and Knights, two teams, again, that have been uh, poor the last few weeks.
2: Yeah, uh, Jake Friend, another – mate, he was great last week. Jake Friend, first game back for a while. He's uh, got a run under his belt now. So, yeah, I, I've gone the Roosters. Obviously, the Knights knocked them off early in the year. So, uh, and, obviously, Mitchell Pearce had a blinder. So, um, I think the Roosters – might bounce back and, and give them another um, loss there. So, see what happens.
1: Uh, the Raiders and the Tigers. Raiders really good last week yeah, uh, against the yeah. Uh, Dragons.
2: Yeah, they were mate, and uh, obviously the the Tigers uh, against Parramatta uh, last week. I think uh, they, they were red hot. The Eels last week. So, um, but uh, yeah, I got you can't go past the Raiders. They're playing good footing. So, I'll go to the Raiders.
1: A really interesting game up north: Cowboys against the Rabidos. Rabbitohs had yeah. some form last week, but the Cowboys are still a faint hope, like the Broncos of of winning the uh, getting into the eight. They have a much harder run home though, so uh, I can't see yeah. the Cowboys getting there.
2: No, I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of agree with it there. Um, I mean, the Rabidos Yeah, and oh, Jesus, Wayne's. Uh... I mean, that snuck home against the seagulls. I thought the seagulls pretty unlucky there. They got some really dodgy calls against them uh, last week. So, yeah, I've gone, I've gone the cowboys. But um, yeah, I, I think maybe just by a smidgen. Um, they, they got the uh, gun Ford pack now. I think Tom Alolo and obviously uh, McLean, uh, Maddie Scott. You know, so they they're all back together, the big fellas. So. Uh, Hopefully the Cowboys can get on a run because I would really like to see him do well. So um, I'll go the Cowboys.
1: Titans and Storm. The Storm have rested many players, yeah, most of their Origin crew. Yeah. If you're, you know, well, you can do it tomorrow, mate. Why don't you just print out their team list tomorrow and just say to these blokes, just say to the Titans, mate, look at what these guys think of you. They think you're easy beats. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, they've got to rest them at some stage, I suppose, because they've, you know, through Origin and whatever, but. Um, yeah I, yeah, I mean, if they don't stand up, you know, uh, the Titans, you know, the players need to you know, take a fair bit of ownership on Garth Brennan getting sacked. So, I mean, uh, hopefully they've got a bit of a sting in their tail, mate, and uh, they can give the Storm a, a good a good run for their money. And, mate, and, and I'm pretty sure they will. Um, they, I was told yesterday um, it was a really, really good, uh, positive uh, meetings they've had, and, and they trained really well yesterday. So I'm down there tomorrow, mate, so I'll... Uh, Hopefully, uh, it should be a, a close game, hopefully.
1: And then finally, we have two uh, battle between the Seagulls and Eels, two teams on the yeah. fringe of the top four. Um, both of these teams, if they're going to make that four, need a win here.
2: Yeah, you're right. Um, I'd love to go to the Seagulls. Um, Brookie, you know Brookie, yeah. yeah. I'd love to, Yeah, I'd love, to, I'd love to go to the Seagulls, but I'm going to the Eels. Only because mm. they are so impressive uh, last Sunday against the Tigers, but made it. They, they're like that, though, aren't they? They'll, they'll, you go, they're the best team in the comp, but all of a sudden they're the worst team in the comp. So, But um, speaking of Steve Murphy, the assistant coach, uh, yesterday, actually. And uh, he said, mate, they've they've had a really light week. He said, but trained really well. So, um, so yeah, I, I might go to the eels there, mate.
1: That's, uh, that's interesting. Big cool, big cool. Um, let, yeah. Let's just have a final little look at the ladder here, and I, I want you to tell me what you think. This is the top eight as it stands: Storm, Rabbitohs, Raiders, Roosters, Sea Eagles, Eels, Knights, Panthers. Then two points behind them are the Sharks, the Cowboys, the Tigers, and a further point back are the Warriors and the Broncos. I don't yep. think that eight, in terms of the actual clubs in there, is going to change. Yep. Can you see the the Sharks, oh, yeah, Cows, well, the Tigers, or Warriors Broncos well, getting in?
2: Well, the, yeah, the only the only team I, I probably think might be a chance are the Sharks. But I reckon a lot of this is going to uh, be determined on whether Wade Graham get back uh, get, uh, gets back in time uh, for him to, to make, mount a bit of a run. As I said, you know, I've, I've said it before though. I'm a huge fan of Wade Graham, and um, and I think he, he's the difference whether they get in there or not. So,
1: well, they need uh, to win uh, Sharks. They need to win five from eight, which is doable.
2: Yeah, 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 for sure it is. Um, especially if they you know knock the Warriors off this weekend um and i think they they've got a couple of uh, i think they've got the cowboys at home the following week um and then then they got the Rabbitohs uh shark park again the week after that on the saturday so yeah i mean that you know that they got three games there winnable in in a row you know what i mean so uh yeah i think that might be the smokies coming in there but uh, like the smokies for the i mean obviously melbourne everyone's saying melbourne uh but Smokey, you know, obviously is Canberra. Oh, I think okay. they're playing some really good footy Canberra at the moment. So, uh, obviously, um, they've got a suspension, you know, after that lifting tackle, uh, which wasn't real flash. Um, so, yeah, oh, I just think some of those, the Pommies and, and, and a few of the younger players there are starting to find a bit of, bit of form. You know, Nick Cottricks out for three weeks, but uh, can't they find, you know, it always makes me... I shake my head all the time. They can't. They find an outside back, Canberra.
1: Mm. Yeah, they can. You know, honestly.
2: Oh, Nickel Kostak. You know, like uh, he's a Oh, yeah. I mean, like you know, and, and they just seem to grab him from down there at Canberra somewhere. And um, you know, Cotric. You know, he's only still young, very young. I mean, they come in there at 19, 20 year twenty-year-old. They're six foot two and one hundred and five kilos, can run like the wind. You know what I mean? So they. Yeah, they've well, been doing that for years.
1: Clockstad basically wasn't wanted by the Warriors. He's he's on, exactly. he's on a minimum deal yeah. around 100k. Um, yeah, you know, and and he's he's carving them up. So good on him. And by you've the, got to give yeah, some credit of the Sticky, don't you,
2: for that? Oh, for giving them a crack, and a smart move too, I think. Getting the, the I heard a few blokes talking about this a couple of years ago about getting some of the the tough fringe pommies out here because you know they they're, they're the blokes they want to get, and they don't they don't have to play Origin either. And and I know Wayne uh, did that a little bit a few years ago at the Broncos brought in a few of the Kiwis and that because they don't have to go through that hard toll of origin six weeks mm. you know what I mean so and it takes a lot out of them so pretty smart move there by Sticky because the Poms have been. Uh, uh, you know, worth their weight in gold, haven't they? You know, so far, especially Josh Hodson. what a great player he is.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. Well, uh, that'll do us for today. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week, and hopefully the Broncos win and we can uh, have something to report, Gilly. Otherwise, I'm going to go on holidays in September, mate, so.
2: <laughs> You're not real confident then, have you? already booked no. it, have you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Thanks, mate. See ya.
1: An axe to grind is a production of Seven News Brisbane. Hosts are Trevor Gilminster and Chris Gary. Executive produced by Sally Eels and graphics by Paul O'Leary.